Hey ladies, welcome back to The Woman Podcast. My name's Katie Bizet and I'm your host. And today we are kicking off a new season. We've got some great episodes coming your way over the course of the next couple of weeks and months. And um, today we actually get to chat with Andy Andrew. She was our guest speaker at Woman Conference two years, well, no, not two years ago, back in 2018. Um, And then she's actually coming back this year in 2021. So she is a friend of New Life Church, a friend of Woman Conference. We're so excited to have her back. Um, So you may know her. She is an author. She's written several books. One is called She is Free that came out right when she was at Woman Conference a couple years ago. And then one more recently called Fake or Follower. And then she has a coffee. um, She has a... um, podcast and a TV show called Coffee with Andy. So you probably have heard of her. And if not, you should definitely check out her resources. Um, She and her husband, Paul, planted a church in 2010. It's called Liberty Church. They live in Brooklyn. They have four beautiful kids that they're raising. Um, And so we're really excited to talk with her today. So Michelle and I got to sit down and have a phone call with her. And so without further ado, Let's jump to the phone call. Get it going, Michelle. Okay, here we go. Okay, Katie, we have Andy on the phone with us. Andy, say hello. Hi, friends. Good hey. to be with you. <laughs> and um, Andy, I'm so we haven't had it'll be three years since you were yeah. with us, and yeah. um, you know a lot has happened over three years. But I'm so excited to have you back. And the thing I remember about you is obviously your message spoke to us, and it was really good. But I. I just really appreciated your genuineness, your realness. I loved mm-hmm. how you were the same on the stage as you were in the green room. And um, everybody thought you were their best friend. (laughs) I like just, you know, even people in the audience that had never met you, you just Mm -hmm. are just so authentic and real. And I just really appreciate that. So we're so excited to have you back in the house with us, especially that's how you feel to us. (laughs) Like a few friends coming back. Can I say something about that too? My son, do you guys remember Sam? Yes, it was his birthday. It was his birthday. And he's like, mom, are you going back to that place? I'm like, oh no, I have this picture of us that shows up on our TV where he's wrapped in that blanket. Remember the gift? Yes. And I'm holding him. And being with you guys just felt like home. It was so much fun. So (laughs) The feelings were mutual. (laughs) That's so awesome. (laughs) So that year that you were here, Andy, I had just had my second little boy. His name is Bo. And I was like three days postpartum. So I was not around. (sighs) And when I was around, I looked crazy and I have no memory of it. So I'm excited. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? I feel like we get a redo. I'm like, I'm glad that I get to meet Andy for the first time. (laughs) Yes, totally. I can't wait. Okay. So just a few little rapid fire questions to get to know you before we jump into the meat of this. I'm just going to rattle some things off. What is your favorite thing to cook? the moment Tustin chicken with like this cream and amazing tomato sauce is really 
good for you slash not good for you, but I mm-hmm. love it with bacon and all that good stuff. Oh, so that's just wow. at the moment. Yeah. Now I am hungry <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> that sounds rich. It's very good. <laughs> okay. So what is the next place to visit on your bucket list? Oh my gosh. Okay. For me, uh, even bucket list wise, I think pandemic and not traveling, like I actually just want to go back to a place that I've already been. I want to go back to Italy and I want to go back to Annika Capri and it is like the most magical place. And, um, I miss Italy, Italy. I've only been there once. I act like I've been there many times, but I, <laughs> I, the people, the food the chill nature of the place. And it's so beautiful. So I know it's not like bucket list because I've already checked it off that list, but I want to go back. <laughs> so in place of Italy, you're just cooking Tuscan chicken. That maybe that is, yes. wow. I didn't even put that together. Yeah, that's it. Uh, that's <laughs> hilarious. Okay. Are you a morning person or a night owl? I am a morning person. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Are you guys not? What are you? No, what I'm you a, definitely a morning person. Yeah, me too. Okay. Definitely. Yeah, you both are. My oh, husband's yeah. a night person. So then when he like wants to have like a late date night, I like really have to get myself ready because yes. I just want to go to bed. Right. Oh, yeah. I turn into an elderly woman about 10 p.m. Yes. That's what I say. I turn into a pumpkin at 10 p.m. Um, and you know when you have people over to you and you're like yawning and you're like, wow, how's everyone doing? I'm like cleaning up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All, all the cues. You're like, I'm going to bed now. Y'all have a good night. Yeah. Good night. Go and lock the door. Thank you. On your way out. All right. Are you a, yep. a cat person, a dog person or none of the above? <laughs> I am a dog person. We have a sweet dog and her name is Sydney and she's an Australian Shepherd Poodle Mix and she is like the the perfect dog. She would be mm-hmm. a great, um, you know, the, the dogs that you bring into hospitals, why am I forgetting the name? Like, like those comfort? Oh no, my gosh, how funny. Like it's, it's not a comfort dog. That's not what it's called. People listening are shaking dog. their heads right now going, um, oh my gosh, I actually know the word. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But um, <laughs> how bad that none of us are remembering. Oh no. But she is wonderful. Like she knows when you're in a bad mood, she goes to the person who needs her most. She oh. is a wonderful, sweet thing. So, yeah. <laughs> and what's her name? Did you say? Yeah. Her name's Sydney. Oh, and Sydney. she doesn't shed. So I never have to clean up after her. That so. is a plus. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is good yeah. information. I'm currently yeah. dog shopping. Mm-hmm. And oh. Yeah. Yeah. Michelle yeah. doesn't know this. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I need a pet in my life. So this is good to know. Yeah. She's perfect. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is there a book you're reading right now that you're really loving? So actually, I just finished The Secret Life of Bees. Um, so I love yes. to read like a good novel. Have you guys read that? I saw um, the movie, but I have not read the book. Yeah, I have Oh, the book was so good. The way that she communicates and writes Willie's voice was so powerful. So I just loved reading that in the period of history. Um, it was it was such a good book. And then um, also I am reading... Um, Oh my gosh, how funny that I am totally blanking right now. The other book that, because it's a book about the brain. So why am I doing that? And it's because it's on on my Kindle. Well, I'm reading Getting Past Your Past. Have you heard about that one? That oh. one's a really good book. So doesn't you, do you guys like simultaneously read way too many books? Sometimes. So I, right. sometimes. Sometimes. I, I usually do that. And because yes. I recently got a Kindle, because um, I would carry like five books yeah, with right. me when I travel, I got right. a Kindle. So. Right. Getting past your past. Oh, 
um, the book is called The Body Keeps the Score. So it's not a Christian book, mm-hmm. but it is about um, wholeness and mental health. And basically, it's this guy um, who's been in the mental health field forever. And he basically just proving God about being transformed by the renewing of the mind and how our body literally keeps the score of our trauma and how we can be healed. Mm. So it's such a good book. But read it like a textbook. Otherwise, you'll be like, it's right. boring, but it's really, right. really good. Right. <laughs> Those are the kind of books you have five going at one time. Cause you That's why. Because I'm bit. like, I... Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you go, oh, I want to learn about this. So you read a little bit of the next book. <laughs> yeah. Or I need a novel right now. Yeah. Yes. So. Yes. yes. Yeah. I am notorious for downloading. Somebody will talk about a book. So I download the samples. <laughs> and yes. then sometimes that's just all I need. It's enough for me to be able to have a little conversation. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. That was good. Wait, right. <laughs> but you know what? That's when you know if that is a book that you do need to continue or not. Like yes. the whole sample thing is kind of clever because not all books are for you to read the whole thing so that's awesome i love that you do that (laughs) that's so true all right okay so it's been a while since we've had you i mentioned it's been 2018 we had you Mm -hmm. it'll be three years the reason i know well is i had a grandson that was born yeah you did (laughs) and he will be three this year so a lot has happened since then and so first of all how was 2020 for you you know what is something god taught you and your family did you get any new habits any regrets yeah yeah 2020 for you personally I mean, all of the nuance in 2020, right? There was so much pain and so much beauty, I think, that came out of the last year and a half. And I was even just talking with a friend right before I jumped on this call with you, talking about, like, the the positive and the negative of how um, there was a lot that happened within us and outside of us the last year and a half. And how that's kind of spilling over now, the good and the the bad, the things that were like, oh, I need to deal with that. I didn't deal with that. Mm -hmm. Um, But... Gosh, um, something that God taught me and my family, and gosh, it was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I know there was a lot of parents that were like, I can't wait until my kids are back in school. But something hit me. I I have a 15-year-old at the moment. He's almost 16. And he is uh, finishing up his sophomore year in high school. And I think what hit me in the, in the pandemic and being home here in New York was Got the realization that I only have a couple years left mm. and um, he may or may not like stay in New York or not, or study in New York or whatever that looks like. But I think the stewardship of time hit me in the face, like mm. in the most beautiful way. And God really deeply spoke to me about like discipleship to both Paul and I about this more intentional discipleship of our children and connection with them. Um, Cause we all get so busy, but in that fourth flow, um, we were, we were face to face with each other all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think for some um, people, I know that was really difficult for us. I don't, I, I feel like I feel more deeply in love with my family and my children and my husband. And we really face some stuff together too, um, because maybe you didn't have time to, to deal with that. So I would say that was, the major thing that God taught our family. I can't believe how much, I mean, living in New York, you guys, like I spend way too much money on seamless or, you know, ordering out. And, um, (laughs) we had family dinner every night around the table and it was, you know what I mean? Like we were there. So I was making meals every night, like our grocery budget went up, but our eating out menu, uh, you know, budget went down. And that was, uh, so I guess in a way that was kind of a new habit too, mm-hmm. um, that we picked up those kind of two go together, but the value of family, I already am really passionate about family, raising children and, and all of that. But 
it just went to a whole nother level for us. And um, I would say, gosh, with any regrets, <laughs> anything that I wish I would have done differently. Yeah. Oh, do you guys want to go first? Um, <laughs> um, you know, I think for me, one of the most difficult things was was really truly pastoring and leading through it all for the various aspects that that hit the whole world. You know, mm-hmm. it was a, a corporate grief that we all went through. And I know New York got hit harder than a lot of other places did. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way it felt here was really difficult. I think for me, um, my regret, and this is like just being very vulnerable, is maybe even in my leadership, how I was in such a place where it brought up some deep things in me that I really needed to face that I feel like maybe I pulled back a little bit more than I should have. Mm. And um, in certain areas or aspects of leadership or life, Mm -hmm. there was pros to that because I felt like God was dealing with me on some things. And there was cons to that too, where it um, lacked connection and relationship with um, maybe some of my team or people that I could have, I could have done better, if you will. Um, So I guess that would be some of my regrets, but you know, we have, a very multi-dimensional, multi-ethnic like church and team, and so we walked through everything from um, just it wasn't elections and everything fun. I won't go deep into that. Don't worry, I'm not going to talk about any of it. But <laughs> elections and like um, racism, everything mm-hmm, like so. Yeah. We really just mm-hmm. went there, and that was it. Was difficult, but it was good too. It was right. beautiful, and I think it brought us closer together as a team at the same time as me having a few regrets and maybe how I. I handle some stuff too. So both ends. (laughs) Right. I have a question. So you said, um, you talked about how you guys had so much more family time in 2020. And then Mm -hmm. I know for us, like I would say in the last, three or four months church world has really picked back up again like yeah a lot of what we do has reached normal again and mm-hmm. somewhat normal just like the pace has picked back up so I was just yeah. going to ask like what looks different in your family have you guys yeah. been able to maintain some of that family time in a more I don't know like more so than you did yeah. pre-2020 yeah so Obviously, it's not the same because you're right. The rhythms have changed and the rhythms have changed here, too. We've been open back up for a while here in New York as well. As soon as they let us, we did. Um, And so, you know, those rhythms have changed. I have, um, I still like lead alongside my husband, but I have taken a step back and am not on staff as much. So I don't carry as much responsibility that I used to at executive levels and things like that at the moment Mm -hmm. because the kids were home. But I would say rhythm-wise, getting back into um, a new rhythm and a, and a new thing that we've stepped into as the church, um, I would say that there's certain things that we put into place. So because we're not necessarily sitting around the table every night, we are as many times as we can, but uh, we you know, really make sure on Monday nights we have family dinner and my father-in-law comes and my best friend comes and we have a roommate that lives with us too. Mm-hmm. And we intentionally have that rhythm. Like we don't miss it. It's become mm-hmm. so sacred, so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's Monday night. So we do that and it's just so much fun. So we made sure that we touch that intentional connection in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say really we are focused on, I think we realized too how tired we were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we went, gosh, are we, are we actually doing holding the Sabbath? Are we keeping that holy or not? And so we've gotten a lot better at that too. I think our um, Saturdays are really important to us and we as a family really connect them too and just have our sacred flow then and not very much going on um, in our world. So I would say those are the two main things. 
that I can say right now that we've really kept up with. And then um, my husband and I with our kids have worked on individual discipleship rhythms um, for different things that we're doing with them individually too, um, in different ways and uh, stuff like that. So those, I would say, are the things that we kind of had kept up with family-wise since we kind of gotten back in yeah yeah i'm always curious to know how you know because we i think most of us kept a pretty fast pace and then 2020 came to a screeching halt and then now that things are picking back up i'm just curious it's fun to learn from different people and see yeah you know okay so what have you picked back up what have you not picked back up so yeah um, yeah thanks for sharing that um okay so in the introduction, I mentioned your podcast. It's called Coffee mm-hmm. with Andy. And yeah. I know I love your podcast. And I know a lot of the women that um, know you love it. And we're just really thankful for the way that you pastor your, mm-hmm. your women, but women beyond that. Um, so recently, you did a series on dreams. Was that on iTunes? Or was it just... You know what? No, that one wasn't on iTunes. That was on my IGTV and YouTube. Okay. So, gosh, and maybe I should put it on the podcast, but I, yeah, I did do it there. So, okay. Well, Michelle and mm-hmm. I were just talking about it because I stumbled upon it, um, I guess, through YouTube, and she was asking mm-hmm. me about it, and we were talking about, I don't know if it was on the podcast app or whatever (laughs) but anyways I stumbled upon it and it was just I thought it was so good um and so I was just going to ask can you tell us just a little bit more about that because I'm sure there's there are women listening that haven't found that yet but totally yeah that for me was an interesting one and I felt like gosh you can take a risk when you talk about dreams of being that like very extreme weird person so (laughs) I was like okay, when I talk about this, I want to gird this in scripture and show people through the Old and the New Testament that dreams are one of the ways that God can speak to us. And so what I really, um, and for me, it has been since I can remember since I was a child, a primary way that God has spoken to me. I can remember dreams from a very like toddler ages, yeah. um, which is, and I've always had a, a memory like that. I retain a lot of memories, but also my dreams as well. And I tend to write them all down. Now, one of the main things I can just give you a little snippet here um, that's super helpful is that I realize there's multiple types of dreams, not every dream. And this is where it can get weird is when you don't have a community of people or you're not like girded in, yeah, like a church community where you can talk to people about this is Mm -hmm. when you can get trained with this stuff. Uh Um, Mm -hmm. Is that I realize that there's a few types of dreams and, um, you know, some of them are just processing dreams. This is what, you know, Dr. Carolyn Leaf or whatever we'll talk about when she talks about how your mind is just processing the day. Like you go to sleep that night and you dream about the TV show you watched in the food you ate. Right. And right. then, you know, and then there's there's dreams that are um, that are like demonic dreams where you just go, that was actually like an assault. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. as I slept at night and, um, and what I always take out of that, the positive spin on that is that I'm like, okay, well, it's actually the enemy has wants to come and bring fear in my life. Now I know how to pray. So you can still spin that and turn that into a positive thing. And then there's the God dreams and, and God dreams can tend to be multiple things. Sometimes God just wants to speak to your heart. Like there's an issue that you're dealing with and he wants to, he wants to tenderly speak to you even in the night hour. I think about the mothers out there who are weary and tired and finding it hard to find a rhythm to read the Bible or, you know, anything. Mm-hmm. And I find that even as we sleep, it's so tender and kind that our God would whisper to us and show us maybe something that he's tenderly working on in our hearts or minds or 
something where we need to forgive someone or walk that through. Other times, I, I there's foretelling dreams where he will literally prophesy within your dreams. Um, mm-hmm. And other times, uh, I just sense that he is giving us things to intercede and pray for. I mean, even the whole first chapter of my second book, Baker Follower, is a prophetic dream that God gave me. And I, I feel like I wrote that book for 2020. Like, wow. it, it's so relevant for now. And I wrote it in, I think, 2016, 2017. Wow. And I read it now and I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so, wow. um, yeah, yeah. So I think, I think those are the things to understand, um, in a very, like, that's very simplified, mm-hmm. but not every dream is a God dream. And we have to know that too. Cause that was one thing too. I would watch in like at one time, even within uh, a small, small subculture in our church, there was people that were going off on this whole dream tangent and every dream meant something. And I was kind of like, y'all need to hold each other accountable. That's not true. Not every dream means something. Right. Um, so you need some discernment and you need some people to bounce those things off of. But, um, so yeah, that I'm really passionate about it. Cause like I said, I mean, we live in New York city because of a prophetic dream that God gave um, me. So that's like a crazy story in and of itself. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. We, I can relate to that. I am not, I am mostly a, a processor dreamer, is the thing that's yeah. the word that she used. And most yeah. of my dreams don't hold any validity at all. It's just processing the day. And, um, but yeah. for us too, moving to Arkansas, there, it, you know, it's a story too, but I know that I know God spoke to me in a dream to confirm us here. So yeah. it was big for me because I'm not. I'm not a dreamer. So I was like, oh, I think that was real. <laughs> but that's when you know, too, right? It's like mm-hmm. Jesus' life was saved because his father had a dream to leave Egypt. And then he had a dream to come back to Egypt. Jesus mm-hmm. has a fa- had a father in Joseph because an angel appeared to him while he slept and said, stay with Mary. Like, so that's New Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's yeah. where I'm like, it's not just Joseph and his dreams, um, but it, or his dream interpretation. Um, but it's all, it's all in the New Testament, too. So right. that's so cool. Right. That's I love cool. that. Yeah. Well, thank you. I just wanted to, I know we can probably barely scratch the surface on that topic, but I just, it caught my attention because I don't think there are a lot of, um, let me say well-balanced perspectives on um, something like a topic like this, where God speaks to us through dreams. And like you said, sometimes people take every little thing and turn it into meaning. (laughs) And um, yeah, I don't know. I just think that what you were teaching in that series was just really helpful. And I'm more like you, like I just have dreams that I can remember from when I was really little. I feel like God speaks to me that way. Mm -hmm. And so it really caught my attention because I almost feel like you put um, context and words to something that maybe I didn't realize like, okay, there's validity in the Old Testament and the New Testament, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't always hold like super strong meaning. Maybe it's just a processing dream. So um, yeah, yeah, I just love that you talked about that and so i will link that in our podcast notes and ladies can find that (laughs) for you um okay okay so let's move on to women in leadership this is always a fun topic and um you mentioned that you took a little step back for what you normally do but you and your husband lead together. Can you tell mm-hmm. me a little bit more about your leadership style as yeah. a woman? How do you lead together? And then yeah. obviously this is church, but it doesn't have to relate it, women in leadership in any aspect, you know, business world, church, it relates to. Yeah. Everything. It's like that partner partnership with men in our world, whether that's our husband or the men that we're running with. Yes. I mean, 
Um, I think, uh, is anybody else, do you guys follow Beth Moore on Twitter? Anybody follow Beth yeah. Moore? Yeah. <laughs> she is cracking me up at the moment because she, she had someone respond to her about being a woman in ministry or speaking. Uh, and they're throwing, you know, first, <laughs> first Timothy at her. And she goes, I just get so many encouraging scriptures from people. And she's being funny. Uh-huh. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, we had to, like when we first moved here to New York, I'll give you a quick progression of how we lead together and how we've kind of done this. It was you know, when I got saved, I just, it, I just knew, like, I read Jesus and that he loved women and was for women. And I just was always obedient to whatever he asked me to do. I married Paul. I have a dad who cheers women on. He was always, I've always had that positive experience of leading alongside men. Yeah. When we moved in, to New York City and we were leading together and it was just us. We were the staff and team. There was nobody else. And we planted and we're meeting with everybody and doing everything. And then when we would preach on Sundays, he would preach, then I would preach, and he would preach, then I would preach. Wow. And then we started to get kickbacks because I was preaching, which I was, I'm like, I, I thought this was a liberal city, but then yeah. you have the religious people. <laughs> Not that we are a liberal, we are like Jesus church. That's what I'm saying. I know I was throwing a language there, but. Um, <laughs> right, right. You just thought, but, you know, as a woman preacher, if there's anywhere you could get away like, with oh, it is New York City. Yes, I, that's what I mean. So that, thank you for clarifying for me. I was like, I ain't making any political I'm just saying that, that I thought in New York this wasn't going to be a problem. But really, it was a problem. We had people writing letters, people that said, we love this church, but we can't be here because your wife leaves with you. Wow. And he said, okay, that's, my husband was great. He's like, okay, that's fine. You probably shouldn't be here because she's not going to stop. Um, so really what leadership has looked like for us has, we are both very different in personality and we've learned, I mean, I feel like when you're first church planting, you're just scrappy. You're doing whatever you can. Like I was doing things that were not my strength. I was time managing things. I was, but I am a visionary for the paint on the wall, prophesy where God wants to take us, preach on a Sunday, inspire the people. That's my real gift and uh-huh. build family. And you can come over and hang with me. And, um, and that is where my wheelhouse is. My husband is like the strategic captain of the ship. And so that is really, we found our wheelhouse and our strengths. Mm-hmm. And, um, even when I was on the exec team, um, that I was really there mainly for where my gifts would lie within that would be, yes, I would give wisdom, but a lot of times it would be like, Hey, I don't feel like we should move forward on that or that we should. It was more like throwing wisdom, um, in and then the strategy would go from that. So that's really what my strength is. And I think I used to feel bad about that. Like I needed to be, if I was a woman in leadership, I needed to be more like my husband and, and be better at like strategizing point A to point B, but really that's not my wheelhouse. So I had to surrender that and go, I know what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. And, um, and so that's really what that has looked like for me. Does that, does that clarify? Is there any, any other things that I can touch on with that? (laughs) No, I think that's great. I think I would love to know even more about, like you said, you stepped back a little bit. So Mm -hmm. what does it look like within the last year? Yeah. 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 For me, um, that has looked like, uh, I think cause I was spinning too many plates. Yeah. So, I mean, four children alone, I mean, that was like, and then the teenage years. So that, that just shifted for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a balance funnily enough that I could hold with the toddler and mm-hmm. elementary stage. That was a tiny bit easier. Right. And then there was just the, your kids change and they have different needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and throughout each season. So I was like, okay, I'm going to need to pull back a little bit and be more part-time. So really what this looks like now for me is I lead She is Free, which is our women's gathering. So our women, um, and when we gather, I'm on the teaching team. So I'm on the roster still teaching at our different communities and spaces like that. 
And then um, really, like, if I am needed to be brought into anything, I can be um, at the executive level. But that's the main part where I stepped away from was the making of the sausage, if you will. <laughs> Whereas where I was like, y'all, I can't be in these details anymore mm-hmm. because it's actually bringing too much stress because I've got she is free. I've got my podcast and the TV show. I've got the children and the books that I'm writing. So I need to, I need to pull back a tiny bit from here, but I will still, and also my kids are getting into this stage where in our Brooklyn community, which is our family's um, community that we're at, if we're not preaching or teaching somewhere, mm-hmm. um, my kids are starting to serve. So I'm loving taking them in early. And do you want to know what my favorite thing is now? I take my kids in early to serve on lights or pro presenter or on the host and I go up the street and I grab coffee for the team. And it has been my greatest joy Uh, to do something so simple in this season. So does that make sense? So that's like the ebb and the flow. And you know Mm -hmm. what? In a couple of years that might change again. And that's what you realize as a woman, hello, Mm -hmm. as a mother, as a, as a, whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're just, it's always changing and shifting. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. That's awesome. And still traveling too. What traveling both me back up too. So that was another thing to juggle as well. And we were just, I was just like, I can only do so much without snapping and I want to be present where I am. Right. (laughs) Right. Without snapping. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. 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 Definitely. Um, Okay. So we're super excited to have you in September for Woman Conference and mm. excited that you have a book coming out. Remind Yay. us about your book coming out in the fall. Yes. Uh, my next book coming out in the fall is called Friendship It's Complicated. And that is, um, I mean, the subtitle for this book is Avoid the Drama, Create Authentic Connection, and Fulfill Your Purpose Together. I love that. <laughs> so, yeah, that. and that's... Yes, we do. So like that has been a fight for me, um, mainly. Uh, and I'm really excited about releasing this book. It's a very tender book. Um, it's it's a book where I, I talk a lot about my relationship with my mom, which is very restored and healed, but how um, the brokenness in that relationship from childhood really projected into my female relationships and adulthood. And then, you know, leading and being a woman in ministry, um, that has come with its own stuff too. So it's a very scriptural, practical, I basically throw myself under the bus and tell a million stories of <laughs> where that's I great. got it wrong. But also, so I'm really um, excited about that. That's coming out in October. So I'm trying to figure out how I can get some copies to be with you guys when I'm there in September. I can't wait. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh that sounds like such a valuable resource. I we know. all need yeah. it. Well, yeah. I hope so too. And at the very least, we'll know about it and we can order it immediately when it comes out totally. in October because we'll have you fresh <laughs> on the brain. Um, no. Okay, so... <laughs> I know you're a busy mama and I don't want to take up any more of your time, but just (laughs) kind of as we close, you know, we're so thrilled to have you this fall. And I just wanted to ask as we close, like what is Mm -hmm. on your heart for women um, in the church right now? I think the biggest thing that's on my heart for women and I can't stop talking about it. Can't stop thinking about it is something that I'm personally going through myself, which is um, transition and change. Mm -hmm. I think that, um, the last year and a half alone in and of itself brought so much pruning and cutting off and shaking um, and awakening that I have been this constant state of transition and change and God has really been showing me and teaching me how to do those shifting of seasons well. Mm-hmm. And so that's like a major thing that um, I just can't seem to get away from. And the other thing that's really on my heart for women is 
I'd say two major things um, is recovery and wholeness. Like, um, I'm just longing to see women truly walk, like this movement of wholeness happen in women's lives because mental, emotional, spiritual health. And I think it's because that's what God's been doing with me. There's mm-hmm. been a very tender process that I have been in and um, it's been beautiful, but it's like that stuff that he's uncovering where I'm like, whew, I didn't even realize that was an issue or a false belief or right. a wound or a lie that I'm believing. And I'm just really passionate about empowering women to excavate and find what those false beliefs are, what lies they believe, and to really align with the truth of who God is. I mean, that also is like basically my whole first book, but it's still, I feel like God is going deeper in that in me Mm -hmm. and my passion for that for women too. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Well, Michelle, you have any anything else? I know. Just listening to you, Andy, and what your heart is for women this year, it's just like, oh, I'm so excited to have you. Can't wait till <laughs> September, and um, we've already been praying for you personally and for the word Aww. that you'll have over our Thank women. You. And mm-hmm. um, so we just know that it'll be a word in season, and we're mm-hmm. just excited about that. And I'm excited mm-hmm. to hear what God will speak to us through you. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Yeah. Thank you for praying. That is, that means more than you know. (laughs) Definitely. Thank you. Okay. So as we close, would you just mind, uh, would you pray over the women that are listening as we wrap it up? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Father, we, we thank you that we can come together as sisters and as friends and as the community of believers through a podcast. You are so amazing, God, that you you allow us to come together in these ways. And I pray over every woman that listens. And I ask that right now, whether they are folding laundry or driving or cooking dinner or sitting alone with no one touching them for the first time in the day, like having a moment to breathe, that your presence would just tangibly descend upon them, that they would know your peace and your love for them. I pray that whatever they are going through, whatever they are facing, that you would give them a rhema word in season, that your your word literally as they open it would come alive to them, that God, you would reveal lies, you would reveal um, false beliefs, and you would tell them the truth about who they are and what you have for them. I just pray that you would bless and comfort and be close to every listener and um, that you would be with them. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, thank you. Amen. We're so thankful. Thank you, girls. I love you guys. We love you. We'll see you in September. Yes. Yes, you will. Go make some Italian food and dream about Italy. (laughs) I will. (laughs) All right. See you, girl. Bye. Bye. You guys, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. See ya. Bye. All right, ladies. Thank you so much for listening to the Woman Podcast. We will see you soon and don't forget, if you are not yet registered for a woman conference, it's happening in the fall. Andy will be our guest speaker. We're super excited. As you can tell, we've said that like a thousand times, I think. Um, but you can register at womanconference.tv. And yeah, we'll see you back soon. Bye. See you, women. Bye. Bye.